coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K. Rule, Bowser, Andros, Gannon, this is Video Games, a comedy show. Oh my god, I got through that incredibly smooth, smoother than I've ever gotten through it before. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, your host for this morning during your drive time radio hour. It is a beautiful morning here in the Mushroom Kingdom. Let me introduce the Zoo Tycoon crew to my left, the incredible, the sensational, the Al Madrigal, Michael McCaller. Ow, ow. I like Mike. What's not to like? We like Mike. What's not to like? He's the best darn thing to come down the pipe in a good long while. I like Mike. Oh, yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alive. Hey, for solidarity, for posterity, you want to hear it one more time? <laughs> I, I do like Mike. not. What's not to like? We like Mike. What's not to like? He's the best darn thing to come down the pipe in a good long while. I like Mike. It just sounds so improvised. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. come down the pike. Nobody says that anymore. Yeah. It's anymore. Uh, I I disagree. I say it every uh, day when I am um, when you uh, come down the pike. When I come down the pike. Uh, to your left. Uh, why don't we do round robin? You introduce to your to oh. your left. To my left, uh, yet another Michael, Michael Hearn. The unlights, Mike. Huh? Fine. <laughs> Forget it. Honestly, though. Uh, it's funny when we take a break from the show, because then I get to remember what these all are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Hearn, to your left. Right. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you. And to my left, <laughs> the man McCabe, the chiller Tommer. <laughs> It's Connor McCabe. <laughs> I'm part man, part killer. Hey, listen. The bounce one is the funniest part of that for me. Every time I hear that noise, it's just such a funny noise. Some of these are like, some of these are just objectively bad, but then they're, they're canon. Mm-hmm. Once they it are. goes into canon, you can't take it out. We know mm-hmm. retconning here at VGAs. I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did I you know. introduce yourself? Uh, I did at the top. Cool. My name is Jeremy cool. Schmidt. Cool. If I did have a sound effect, it would probably be my new favorite one. Um, I love the power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, that's. I was uh, watching clips from The Wizard today, and I uh, pulled that pulled that bad boy. Anyone seen The Wizard, by the way? When I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll show us a scene later on today, and it's where the kid pulls out the power glove I from a that. from a briefcase that he holds it in, <laughs> and then just does really well at a video game. Brad which Racer. Is Brad Racer, which is, as we all know, impossible to do <laughs> with the power glove. Uh, guys, how's everybody doing? We we took a little break. We took a little Thanksgiving Day break. We had to go hang with the family, eat some turkey, mm-hmm. and then play video games by ourselves in the corner. Yeah. Um, did everybody get a good turkey? Uh, good turkey time? time? Yeah. Good turkey time. I got. A, I had a good turkey time. I had a good turkey time, too. I also had a good turkey time. And I had a good turkey time. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that we, uh, we, we were able to fellowship with one another apart from the show and then meet back up. You know, it's cool that we have this, like a, like a fat drum beat just banging ever, ever so gently into infinity. You know, something that we can always come back to. If we ever stray too far from its uh, e- echoing throughout time, uh, we 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 can we can uh, uh, rely on it uh, to bring us back to our to our past. You're talking about the podcast, yes, as the ever beating drum. Got it. Um, Thanksgiving to me, yeah, feels like. <laughs> what's so funny? Thanksgiving to me feels like kind of like a pre 
like a mini Christmas time for games. You know what I mean? Like it's a holiday weekend, so it's an easy excuse yeah. to be like, of course, you know, it's a holiday weekend. I can play yeah. umpteen hours of this game this it's weekend. It's time to sit in our chonies and play some games. It's like that little preview before Christmas time where you really just let yourself play anything you want. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like it becomes better when you're an adult because like as oh, a yeah. kid you get that Thanksgiving break and you can play your old games, but you're still waiting for Christmas to play the new games. Yeah. Right? But now that we're adults, we buy games the day they come out. So that Thanksgiving break is kind of the new Christmas in terms of like that's when I played the new game I just got yeah. that came out a week ago. I'm with you on that. It is great. Yeah, it's good to, you know, especially if you're a working boy, to let yourself relax. Now, I haven't been a working boy as of late, so my, it's not as relaxing <laughs> to kick back with an old with an old game, uh, knowing that that is just my life uh, into infinity. But uh, I did play some stuff over the break. I do kind of want to go around the table and see what everyone's been kind of uh, kind of working on. Keeping in mind, though, that we do have a segment coming up later, which is called Video Game Leftovers which is going to be, of course, stuff that we're planning on finishing by the end of the year. Uh, and if these two kind of bleed over, that's totally fine, too. But, uh, McCall, you want to start? Yeah. Um, mine will go quick. I'm still just playing Red Dead. I'm doing a lot of Red Dead. Yeah. I did find a, uh, this is uh, my favorite moment so far in Red Dead. I found a little cabin in the woods. Ooh. And usually there's, like, pocket watches that I can sell or inside there. So I went and I walked up to the door and opened it up and there was a bear inside and he went and instantly <laughs> killed me. <laughs> it was the best. Did you go back? I did. And I started like shooting in the windows mm-hmm. thinking I could kill the bear from afar. And then I threw a stick of dynamite in <laughs> and nothing happened. I went in and the bear had already left. So what kind uh-huh. of stuff are you? Wait, so you were shooting in an empty cabin, throwing <laughs> dynamite into an empty cabin. That's uh, great. Someone from afar is like, that guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cabin. Yeah, there's a bear in there. Oh. If I did that in Red Dead Online, I would look like a glitch. Are you like doing, since, have you logged a ton of hours on this game? I A lot. Are you yeah. doing something specific in the game? Like when I think about like Breath of the Wild, you're like, oh, I'm going to get shrines right now. Or, oh, I'm just, I'm like... I don't know, looking for armor. What are you I, doing I heard on some podcast, I still haven't come across it yet, but there's apparently some sort of story beat that changes how exploration works in it. Oh. Um, I, sus- I, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. Maybe I'm right, and then I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I heard somebody who had played it say, like, I wish I had done way more exploring at the beginning. Oh. So I was doing just story missions, and then I heard that, and now I've basically been doing just, like, traveling around and, like, filling in the map and hunting bounties and so is there kind of like a sweet spot to get to a spot in the story after you've done enough exploration i think i'm at that point because i'm like frustrated Mm -hmm. are people feeling like they have different experiences like positively or negatively because of that or is it like no it's just how we played it i literally just heard one person say that Mm -hmm. that something changes the way exploration works so like i'm kind of bored with exploration now Mm -hmm. so if there is a change like maybe it'll make it Mm. different and more exciting later Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Right now, I just like went and filled in all the map. That was my big Ooh. like accomplishment. Ooh. I spent almost two days straight hunting a cougar. Same here, no? Sounds like Connor. Sounds like con man, dude. To my left, Michael Hearn, what have oh, you been boy. playing? Uh, yeah, some Red Dead 2. I also got the Spyro Reunited Trilogy. Oh, hell yeah, that dude. Out. That's uh, all. I'm, I'm dude. You're my, that's yeah, my oh, boy right oh, there. Boy. Yeah, me and you. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't get it, but I wanted it. 
it's pretty good um yeah like it sort of did the similar thing with crash where like the first game i played it so many times like i just 100 percented it out the gate and mm-hmm. now i'm like trying the other games i never played the other two and they're pretty interesting mm. yeah but it is like that old school pretty retro pro platformer where it's like you see the seeds of where it might start to go bad but it's not quite in that realm mm-hmm. so it's still actually fresh and kind of fun to play that's what yeah, I've heard about that, boring. like how it's different than the Crash remake, where it's like Crash is like a nostalgia, it's like a good nostalgia trip, but a bad video game probably yeah. from a design point of view. Sometimes, yeah. Spyro is actually a really good video game. I think it's mostly because they're very true to the platform where it's like Crash Free, like you'd have like these uh, wave race type levels and the dogfight levels, and mm-hmm. it's like those aren't good games on their own. And playing it again <laughs> to like just complete a level, it feels yeah like you're not playing the fun parts of Crash, and it's yeah. not very good. I also feel like uh, I've heard this has kind of been addressed in the Crash trilogy that just came out, but mm-hmm. like it felt Crash always felt like he was designed for a D pad, and so um, like. Mm. Like the movement of him never felt good, and the way it yeah. just feels fun to run around the castle as Mario. Yep. As a person who is playing the Crash Insane trilogy right mm-hmm. now, because I got that over like the Black Friday sale, mm-hmm. uh, it, you're right. It is oh, better yeah. with a D pad. And that's oh. not good. <laughs> it's not good that it's better with a D pad, you know? Uh, yeah, he only can run in like four directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I spent one Sunday afternoon with a good old book, and the name of that old book was called Return of the Obra Dinn, which wow. is uh, the new game from Lucas Pope, maker of Papers, Please. Yeah. And I would mm-hmm. recommend it like, like a good book on an afternoon. Just sit in it for five hours and explore it, and it's pretty fun about it. Did it, you finish it? I did, yeah. I finished yeah. it all the way through, which... It, I heard it gets pretty fucking wild it well it gets pretty wild pretty quickly yeah um because it's all about it sporing like a bunch of i don't know if you guys are familiar with the game too much um it's all about it sporing like you go onto a ship and you see a corpse and you have this mysterious compass that can go back in time to when that corpse died and became a corpse uh and you hear like a snippet of conversation you hear like and you see the last moment of that person's life like frozen in time hmm. and you can wander around it and look at like the details and it, the whole point is because you're supposed to solve a mystery of how every 60, all 60 people on the ship either died or left or maybe they're still alive, whatever. There's like a whole checklist of ways people have died and things that could have killed them. So like you kind of get a hint already like, oh, electrocution is a thing or this thing's a thing or getting choked out by beast or something. Like all these random ways to die. <laughs> he locked like, in the sleeper hole. Yes, <laughs> he got choked out by a beast. On a, on a, a, on a ship. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so you just are playing a bunch of games of Clue pretty much, but it's like in this weird ethereal way, and it's pretty mm. interesting like it's spore and have like a fun little jaunt with. So I like that. And the uh, graphics on that game are yeah. pretty uh, noteworthy, huh? Yeah, they're like very monochrome-y, um, almost like the Game Boy uh, camera was my reference for it because it had like that brownish monochrome. Yeah, but it's in first theme. person, right? It, yeah. yeah, it's it's first fucking person. weird. It's a first person Game Boy yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of game Boy whole. camera game? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and it's pretty like, it, when you say ethereal, like pr- pretty creepy, I, I imagine, right? Yeah. I've, I've played very little of it, but it, yeah, I, I remember just As, being like, oh, this is an uneasy. Yeah, like in general, like, because all you're looking at is death too on top of all that. So it's like, there's never a pleasant thing. You're never walking to a level and it's like a picnic with a family. It's all like, this is a person's last dying moment and you have to like solve how it died and 
there's some like weird little puzzles about it too. Like sometimes you have to like ask yourself, well, what was the real cause of death here? And it kind of makes you contemplate life. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> Can I also pitch something? Sure. You said you never walk into anything pleasant, like a family having a picnic, but dude, what if you walked into one of the cabins on the ship and there was a family and they're having a picnic? <laughs> Would that not be the craziest, creepiest thing on ever? Pirate ship. Yeah. Yeah. That'd uh, be strange. All, right. all right, McCabe. I will. Yeah, Connor, your turn. Um. So I know we're gonna talk about uh a game later. Mm-hmm. So I'll mm-hmm. save it. Yeah. I've been playing that game. Uh huh. Um. But other than that, I have uh, recently been just going through Odyssey again. Oh, um, nice. And just well. I mean, my same file, but uh, just collecting all the moons I can in each level going back. And I just got to darker side. And so I'm doing that, having a lot of fun. And I also was playing through, uh, you know, I finished Majora's Mask, so now I'm doing uh-huh. Wind Waker HD. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> just keep going Wait, through you have Zelda. A Wii U? Yes, I do. Dude, that's tight. That's yeah. tight, dude. Um, and I got it for Smash 4. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason I got it. And uh, I am having fun, but I haven't pl- been playing either of those games much. Yeah. Since Sunday. Mm. Gotcha. Because yeah. uh, of something else that we'll something probably else. talk about yeah. later. I have been playing a game for review. I've been reviewing a game for a website. Uh, I, uh, I got a game called The Beholder that I'm kind of digging into right now. And uh, it's sort of like Papers, Please, actually, funny enough. Uh, it's like this game where you're like this... It looks like Limbo-style graphics. So it's like Limbo, basically. Black and white, like... Uh, people kind of silhouettes that you kind of like walk around and you talk to, but you're basically a building manager, like an apartment complex manager uh, in Soviet Russia. And so the game is like Their buildings manage you, but exactly <laughs> like, like you're, you're kind of a spy for like the, the ministry council or whatever. And so they, they just like kind of give you orders and you kind of have to follow those orders, but you can like, so like, it's so like one but of you get like put in a moral Yes, moral quant. It's all about it's all about making big decisions, right? So, for example, you know, uh, you are uh, told by the ministry that the person living in apartment two, you need to go in there and basically prove that they are a like uh, that they're doing illegal shit, right? So you like you you go you you spy on them by putting cameras in their apartment and they are doing illegal shit and they're like a bad person and so you are like okay well I that was a, it's weird that I had to do that but I feel good because that person was bad but then they're like now you just have to go evict this family because he was a <laughs> traitor and then you talk to the guy and you can choose whether you like you tell him that you can like be upfront with him about what's going on mm. or you can just like just evict him and be cold about it. Mm. But if you like, the more you try to help people, the more tasks you're given to do because inevitably one thing you do to help them begets another thing, begets another thing. In the in, in the meantime, like your own daughter gets sick and then like <laughs> your wife starts to hate you and your son can't go to school because he doesn't have his economics books and stuff. So you have to like, it gets pretty wild pretty fast. I was playing it for an hour and a half and I got shot and died by a tenant. And, and and it's one of these games where you can you you're supposed to kind of play it again and again to see if you can like navigate these scenarios mm. in a different way. Man, I thought L.A. housing was rough. <laughs> <laughs> prop ten, more like prop six six six. Whoa! Um, this is uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's unnecessarily. <laughs> <evil>. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is uh, it, it's 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 actually uh, it's it's pretty good. I give it a what seven. You, what are you playing it on? <laughs> Switch. Oh. So yeah, wow. I gotta, I gotta, I had to. Uh, it, it's 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 pretty nice. I, I started doing reviews not too long ago, and I, uh, it's cool. The site I'm working for, they like uh, they get a lot of review codes for stuff, but it's like uh, European, so I I had to make a European Nintendo account. So now I have a a, a U.S., Japanese, and European Switch account. Really? So I can go to each. E-shop. e-shop yeah Multi- and they all national. have different stuff by how hard the way. is that to create on your switch just a new profile and you just select yeah region yeah I, I yeah i did it on my computer okay and then just linked it to the account mm. but i think you can do it right then and there from Interesting. your from your switch yeah i bet you can and uh yeah it's cool like i did it for the japanese uh i, I got my japanese account for the for the famicom online switch thing so like it's it's the same exact thing as like your NES games mm-hmm. you get, except it just says Famicom and all the pictures are different in the load screen and the games are in Japanese, but NES games didn't have words in them a lot, so Very it doesn't few. really matter. But I I just like to see the I o- I only play the Famicom versions because I like the seeing art. like the weird art and stuff. Like it's way more fun. I don't know why it is so different. Why we are, have such an aversion to like fun stuff that's america man i know america's that's all about america. about boxes serious everything is serious everything is serious in america uh and on top of that i've been playing wonder boy that was on sale i picked that up it's pretty good and uh, a game that i, I highly recommend to everybody everyone picks this game up rx uh type dimensions ex oh the r type games yeah I know yeah but the S- newport yeah so it's r type one and two um oh. is out on switch and <clears throat> It's like a little mini collection and it's like, mm. it's really great. Like, uh, you can play it. They have a 3d mode now where like all of the graphics have been completely restyled and revamped and, um, or you can play it in its original like SNES, uh, or arcade looking, uh, version. You can play it in widescreen, full screen, and you can switch it with the click of a button, which that shit rocks by the way like I, have you guys ever played wonder boy yeah i did where you could press it and it becomes the master system yeah game, and then it presses oh, like, it's like all cell shaded you just exactly press the, the trigger same. and in literally the exact same moment you're in it just goes to master system graphics that's awesome yeah it's fucking amazing like and it's really and like the wonder boy is exceptional at it mm-hmm. r type like the 3d look of it i'm not a big fan of so i just stick with the old the old sprites and stuff, but those games are great. There's also a mode called like infinite mode where you just, no matter how many times you die, you just keep going. There's no game over. And since they're like arcade style games, they sucked quarters from you. Like, so like it, it you can actually see all of our type one and mm-hmm. R type two. And it just kind of makes it a different game. If you guys are fans of like shoot 'em ups, that sounds perfect. That's always been my problem. It's they're like I'm so never good great. They're so great. Yeah. I, I mean like, cause that's, I was, I was looking for more games specifically. I can play, while being very high. That was like my, oh. that was my ideal. Cause like Metroidvanias are terrible for playing high. Cause you get lost so easily and then that frustrates you and then you get exhausted and then you just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted like a, a shoot 'em up is great. Cause it's just lights and points and blinking. Mm-hmm. And our type is an exceptional shooter. I don't know. Hearn, have you ever played our yeah, type? I've yeah. I've played the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, good stuff. All right, uh, let's get into a little bit of news, shall we? Well, there is, we do have more news 
than we would had we had an episode last week. But still, it is that dead time of year that there isn't a lot of news. So I have a few things written down here, and we'll just kind of roll through them uh, from the top. Okay, uh, the PS1 Classic sucks. I can't stop talking about this goddamn <laughs> PS1 Classic. Uh, I canceled my pre-order. Whoa, what? Yeah, I, Why? Is the, my, this is the first pre-order I've ever canceled of anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Wow. And you pre-ordered... <laughs> It's like walking. And you pre-ordered a vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't cancel that because I'm a man who sticks to his Trump. But we should I, talk about that a little yeah, later. I, uh, but no, yeah, I they I find the internet convinced me out of it. Um, and this is what it was. It wasn't the lineup because the lineup I was like, well, I actually haven't played most of these games, and who cares? And whatever. Uh, it was that. The ports that are on the actual PS1 Classic are, for some reason, and somehow, and no one knows why this is, uh, half of them are PAL ROMs that display at 50 uh, megahertz, right? I don't know the specifics. 50 frames per second. But it's like the European yeah. ROMs? Is that what somehow PAL European ROMs got on this this thing. And so, like, for example, the way it plays out is, like, Tekken 3, you're used to seeing it at a certain speed. It is now 10 frames slower. And it's fucking Tekken. It's like a fighting yeah, game. It's like, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like a disaster. It is. It's, it's, it's notable. Is it? Because <laughs> like it, I was, I saw, I actually saw a commercial for it mm-hmm. yesterday, the other day, and I realized it was the commercial for it halfway through because I was like, this is awesome and then i was like wait there's spyro and there's this person oh this is a playstation thing and then i saw the ad i mean i knew about the system but i was like shit am i gonna get this as someone who didn't have a playstation yeah who was really liked final fantasy 7 and like Mm -hmm. spyro and crash yeah uh, which i don't even know if all those are on there no um final fantasy 7 is that's it there you go um so the lineup is is pretty bad yeah uh that was the first thing that everyone was bummed about here's my i feel like the take i've heard is that like well the playstation kind of means a lot to different people and like you can't really satisfy everybody and i've heard that a lot and i tend to agree but it's like, shut up. Put Tomb Raider, <laughs> put Crash Bandicoot, and put Spyro on there. When you think of PlayStation, you at least think of those three. Yeah. yeah. Along with Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid, which, all right, you did it. I would have been okay with uh, just putting like the kind of the first gen run of games on there and, and not, because they didn't want to, they didn't, they didn't release one that had a dual stick and like the the DualShock mm-hmm. controllers, right? So it's it's just that very first PlayStation 1 controller, which is a D-pad. It's basically a Super Nintendo controller yeah. with, with extra top buttons. And like the little kind of handles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They're, they're, Prongs. Yeah. yeah. They're, it's, which it's, is more than the Super Nintendo. I mean, and, it's and, like two cookies. And, and this is like maybe how crazy I am, but I was excited about that element of it oh totally like i was like i was like oh yeah maybe they'll do two ps1 classics one with the dualshock and ape escape and inspire and all that good shit on there and then one that's like these older ps1 kind of first gen ps1 games but they didn't even do that right yeah like metal gear solid in that case shouldn't be on there yeah how are you gonna Mm -hmm. fight psycho manis i ask is Hearn? your controller wiggling? Hearn? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, aside from uh, 
you know, I, I don't know about if any of these are relevant for this system, yeah. but potential licensing issues, which is like what people talked about, the N64 Classic, is like, well, they couldn't have Rare. Or the, yeah. if they're, aside from that being an issue for PlayStation, I don't know if it is, how do they fuck this up? Because this seems like such an easy thing to crush. Yeah. Well, I think they would have been closer to crushing it had they not fucked up the ports of the games, like the actual yeah. ROMs that it, that are on there. This is where I'm curious, because it wasn't it found out that it's like a free emulator that runs the games on the yeah, system. Yeah, so it's P, it's it's PX PSX whatever. It's like yeah. that arm of uh, the the current emulator that everyone uses yeah. to run PlayStation so ROMs. If it is just the ROMs, like that was the part where it was like, well, are people going to track it like they did with like the Nintendo Super Nintendo? Sure. And like be able to play whatever ROMs you want on yeah. it. And is it just the fact that now the system doesn't have DualShock and maybe memory space is a problem? But like now you're saying it's just, if it is the ROMs, is it fixable or is it just like a whole weird Yeah. Well, there's no official that. way that like Sony could fix it's that it, i feel like yeah. it's a closed system but i think that what more to kind of what you're asking though is like could could one go in and yeah, tamper with it and, and like fix all these wrongs so a no one's sure yet because no one's really True. no one's really busted it's this thing early. open because some of i've heard theories that the reason why that they that they put on some of these ROMs is that they are actually less demanding than the US ROMs because again oh. you're getting that frame reduction um, and this is like this. So what that would help in is like it, the whole the overall game is slower. That therefore it doesn't chug heavily in places where like the actual processing power of the PS One Classic wouldn't be. So basically, what they're saying is this thing might the hardware of it might not be Ooh. able to actually run PlayStation One games Jesus that well. Christ. If that's the case, then no one can fix it. My Ooh. dick right? can run a yeah. PlayStation One game, <laughs> and that's fully analog. Literally, wow. all of our phones can run. Final Fantasy Seven, oh, beautifully, yeah. <laughs> but uh, granted, our phones are like overpriced, but like several hundred dollar pieces of technology. <laughs> that that right? is true, yeah. <laughs> but our, but our, our phones are worth still, like seventeen still, PlayStation just, ones. Yeah, <laughs> just it should be able to run those games. I but yeah, so that's one theory. Um, but it just here, strikes me as something they like. Sony wasn't interested in. Right. They were just like, oh, Nintendo's having success. Yeah. Let's do it. But like, they didn't put effort into it. Obviously, they didn't like try to make this like a. They didn't make a decision on like, is this the curated PlayStation experience? They're just like. Let's do what we can do, and we'll put it out there. Mm. And it's cool that they can make new controllers again, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it was something made with care. No, it definitely does not. And I think for me, the reason why, like the final nail in the coffin, was that the actual ROMs were shitty. Because at the end of the day, if if you're getting this thing and it's like, okay. This thing, it's not that powerful. It's not powerful enough to even run good versions of these ROMs. The games on it suck. The The actual versions of the games that are on there are not good. I could put different games on it and I could mess with it. But at that point, it's like, why am I buying this and not just like a Raspberry Pi? Like, yeah. why am I buying this and not just... Like, yeah. I can already emulate everything fine on a laptop. So it's like kind of at what point do these minis sort of tap out for you? And I think it's at the point where it's just like it's just and it, oh and the price point it's more, yeah, expensive, it's more expensive than a SNES mini or mm -hmm. an NES mini, which are both 
amazing little yeah. beasts. Like you can run N64 ROMs on an NES Mini. Wow. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, it's yeah. been hacked. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. R.I.P. PS1 Classic. I hope they do another one, and I hope it's way better. And I hope they say sorry. Mm-hmm. But uh, on that note, Sony pulled out of E3. Did we talk about this last episode? I don't I know if we did. So. Yeah, because I think it happened during the break. But yeah, uh, did you guys about hear that. about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone care? Anyone have any thoughts on it? I I do, actually. I th- It's one of those things where like, I... Like, the video game industry itself is so different than any other industry. Like, the fact that we have to buy three multi-hundred-dollar boxes to play video games as opposed to movies, which I can just get a DVD and put it in any one of a million things. It's one of those, like, video game, like, oh, yeah, why do we do that? Yeah. And E3 has kind of always sat with me that way. Like, why, if you are going to announce your game that is going to be, like, a tentpole for your company... For the entire year, why would you announce it on the same day as every other studio's game like that? Like, mm-hmm. it just, it, it's one of those things where, like, you take a step back and you're like, oh, yeah, take a day and own the news cycle. And that felt to me like Sony being like, we're just going to do our own thing. We don't necessarily need E3. You don't need mainstream press anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it felt like a, a reversal, a, not a reversal, a regression to the mean. This is just them like, Oh yeah, we're gonna just do this like regular news announcements and announce it on a day when we <laughs> get to have the newspapers to ourselves. Yeah, the newspapers being IGN.com. Do you think they will? And I haven't read up too much about this, but do you think that they will not also put out like a like Nintendo is usually absent from E3, right? The, no. Yeah. No. Well, they do the they're, they're there. They have a booth, but they don't have a presentation. They don't have a live presentation. Yeah. They just do like a direct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Sony put out um statement saying we are just not doing anything. So they don't have a booth, they don't have anything, but I think that's the case. I wonder if they'll do a direct also though mm. around the same time cuz I would Nintendo love to does. see them do it like a month later. Really? Yeah. I like getting all three at once. I th- it's always a really exciting time, but that's I'm being selfish it's here. Probably uh-huh. d- it's a lot different for us than it is them. For us it's just yeah. like consuming and whatnot. Yeah. For them it's like like Mikey was talking about. I think probably getting attention and spotlight and just like yeah. highlighting these games to get people to buy them. And when there's more noise, you hear less stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh my! Very wise. Hearn, what is your take on I mean, Sony? My whole thing in uh, and talking to you. Uh, all right, talk right into the mic where it can be picked up. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> well, growing up as a kid of like the '90s console wars, like console wars have grown and changed. It's almost like how rap beefs are different now. It's mm. like no one wants like the violent console wars that literally made Sega go bankrupt and all that. They want they want the safe console wars where they can all get along still and be able to thrive. I think Suge Knight killed Sega too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I believe Knight. Yeah, he dangled knuckles over a balcony. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone in the prison he's going to. He's going to get <laughs> killed with a giant cold rain down and stuffed down his throat. Not yeah. because of what he did to Tupac no, and no. Biggie, but because of what he did to <laughs> Sega and Knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> to Sega and Knuckles. Dreamcast was before its time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, I just think it's like, yeah, like what, a little bit Matar saying, it's just like, yeah, the idea of like, you don't have to go full out, spend your whole budget on marketing for this one big event, if, especially if it's not going to net you much in return. And I mean, I looked at a map of like E3, like that was posted on Twitter and had like a big section just for Fortnite, which is like 
Yeah. What can they announce for that? It is more just like the event of it all. So like if you don't have any if you don't have any reason to invite people over for a party, why throw a party? You know? I like your reasoning yeah. of like what could they possibly announce for Fortnite? Right. <laughs> it's like, they do announce stuff they all the time it. and people are hyped as no. hell. <laughs> I've heard it's like what could you possibly even do I mean, with substantial this? stuff? <laughs> a new mohawk for yeah. your girl I, oh, oh, this this whole podcast is like one joke away from becoming a fortnite like teardown <laughs> <laughs> i can feel it in yeah. the room right now because oh. i was i had like five things i was gonna say dude we and all like, have no i'm we not all gonna have beef with that fortnite. i'm not i'm not gonna be the person to light that match no way um yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with all that. Uh, I am going to be sad to see him go. I, I do think that um, I hate all of the live conferences that aren't just trailers for stuff. That's all the most awkward bullshit ever. Like, and, and even they hire like good people to come out and announce stuff, and they're terrible. Like, Joel, Joel McHale, McHale has no business being so what? shitty at a live event, but it's he's always a- at video game events. Yeah. He's one of my favorite comedic yeah. actors, and I hate him. Do you remember Jamie Kennedy doing doing an event? I don't know if it was an E3. Did anyone trust what that event was? They're like, mm. when's he gonna pull the rug out? <laughs> it was, but that, <laughs> when's he gonna add? No, it started. Terrible- it started from that, like in that way. That's it started amazing. with him just being like, "This is like stupid, right?" Like that was his whole attitude going into oh. it, and he just fucking ate shit the whole time. <laughs> wow. Um, um, I have, I have, okay. So I don't like the live events either. I don't think they're very good. I do like the companion stuff that still feels a little forced that at least I know Nintendo does. Mm-hmm. Like when they're coming out with a game, they'll have like reps from, and people from the company play oh, the yeah. games. And uh, Treehouse. Sh- tr- I love, yeah. I genuinely will watch those Treehouse events yeah. and the, because it's a fun way to like see if I want to buy these games, mm-hmm. like it's sold me on games before. Um, Hell yeah! So I dude. like I like those. Not so much the big insane events. Yeah. It was funny when the one guy was like Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer, <laughs> <laughs> I like that That's Ridge Racer. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see what else. Oh, and then of course, uh, you know, uh, in just four days from today, <gasps> we have a uh, a big uh, a big game that is finally coming out. Something that we've actually been waiting for a long time over, and uh, I think we all know what game I'm talking about, and that is the Sega Genesis Classics Collection yeah. for the Nintendo Switch. Finally, we've had it on the PlayStation and Xbox for a while now, but I get to play Altered Beast on the go. I think I have an Altered Beast t-shirt, but I got it in a loot box, and I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> okay. What is it? Does it say Rise from Your Grave? No, but it's got like a pixel uh, wolf, and mm, I think yeah. it, I think it's got like a Sega tag That's, in the shirt. Mm-hmm. That I'll, lo- show, I'll show you guys I, later. So McCuller got one loot box once, and it is the most schizophrenic <laughs> amount of winnings he's got out of this loop. It was like a Mario Cup, an Altered Beast <laughs> shirt, a uh, Mass Effect floor bath mat. Yep. Who? I got it specifically uh, for a Banjo-Kazooie item that came a month later. But um, it was like a get it? license plate. Oh. It was like a mini license plate. And I was oh, like, not even a usable license this plate. is illegal. <laughs> I can't <laughs> use this. My avatar is a Kazooie. <laughs> or a banjo Ah. talk about nuts and bolts right isn't that a car game (laughs) Uh, banjo kazooie nuts and bolts Bolts. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's the third car lego third in quotes um if you are excited about the new 
Smash Brothers coming to the Nintendo Switch. We will be doing a lot of stuff next week for that. Ooh, um, yeah. So uh, please all get ready. Get your Smash on. Get good at it. Get good enough to uh, to meet us in a back alley somewhere. Where we'll be around Los Angeles kind of going around. We'll loosely be carrying our Switches yeah. around like, gu- like guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be whipping Switches out of guys' hands and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, get ready for that. We're all super excited about it. Get your, just get your smash jokes ready for the, for that episode because, uh, inevitably we'll need to have at least a good 20 or 30 a piece oh, to yeah. kind of even just kick off the show. I'm going to do my best to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Here I already, oh, here's one. 120%. Uh, Hell yeah. turns out nice. Banjo is in this game. That's one joke I was thinking about. Uh, that joke, I got, that joke you, even though you said it so fake, I had a twinge of like, really? Did I miss it? <laughs> like, I was so excited. And I knew I couldn't have missed it because I wanted Banjo in the game. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. So uh, we're all excited for Smash. We're going we're gonna to be playing the game pretty early on during the day uh, upon, on release. And then we'll be talking about it later in the evening. So we'll be pretty fresh on it. Um, that's all thanks to our boy... Uh, Mario. Connor McCabe. Oh. Yeah, I... Uh, our boy Mario. I, 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 <laughs> don't, thanks for I'm, our boy. I directed this game. Made Mario. Nintendo yeah. and <laughs> Sakurai had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that. when Mario made Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Christmas, Marty. Christmas the founder morning. of Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay, well, uh, in light of... Uh, um, a uh, sponsor this week. We actually have to share a time slot with a new sort of competing um, uh, morning drive time DJ who has uh, his who has a new uh, sort of talk show that uh, he will be he will be experimenting with over the next couple of months. Uh, this is a show called Pokey Talk, um, and we're just going to kind of cut over to that now. So uh, if you guys can deal with that for a little while. Uh, it should wrap up in, I don't know, a good amount of time before we can get back to our show, which we do have, you know, another event and then some emails and stuff to, to take us out. So um, thank you guys for being patient. Uh, this is Pokey Talk. I want to be the best there ever was to beat all the rest. Yeah, that's my cause. Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venator, Atata, Firo. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the radio tower in Johto's Goldenrod City. You know me, you love me, it's DJ Shiny. Kuna. What's up, everybody? We've got quite the great show for you. Thank you to the Mushroom Kingdom radio station for letting us do a little tango with you today. So today, listeners, uh... As we do every Friday we're gonna, or Monday, we're going to have uh, some callers call in. We're talking about the new game on the Nintendo Switch. We're talking Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. We've got some excited callers. People are excited. Oh, it looks like I've got one right now. I'll go ahead and uh, uh, pick up. Uh, hey, caller, uh, you are on uh, DJ Shiny. Kuna. <laughs> Show. Yeah, What's hi. Your uh, yeah, I was wondering. Uh, so I haven't played the game yet. I really like battling other Pokemon in the wild, and I heard you can't do this in that game. Uh, is does that bother you? This is true. This is true. A new part of a uh, a new uh, mode of the Pokemon Let's Go games is that instead of battling the Pokemon in the wild, you can see them in the overworld, see their 
uh, models running around. You run into them, and instead of battling, you just catch, quite like in the Pokemon Go game. Pokemon. And a lot of people have been wondering, <laughs> does this take away from the game? I always like to frame up my caller's questions, even though they asked it pretty clearly. <laughs> I like everyone to think that I am smart. Anyway, uh, no, uh, to answer your question, uh, it does not bother me. And that is something I was quite skeptical of going into the game. I figured uh, it really feels like a watered-down version of Pokemon. I mean, part of the fun is battling and catching wild Pokemon. Uh, it has not taken away from it the experience at all. Uh, there are plenty of trainers to battle. They've added trainers in this game, so I don't feel like I'm missing out on that. Honestly, instead of grinding against Pokemon in the wild, it's kind of more fun to see if you can throw a ball and catch them. There are incentives to catching Pokemon, like m many, many Pokemon in this game. Uh, no, I not only have no problems with it, I kind of hope it's part of the games moving forward. Oh, the mainline games, wow. or at least an option. Uh, okay, follow-up, quick follow-up. Uh, is, is there, can you kind of just, like, can you just, just explain, like, how does it work catching them? Like, how does, how does that, like, does the difficulty ramp up the rarer they are? Yeah, so, uh, it kind of, as you progress through the game, it starts out, like in the mainline games, you start out with just Pokeballs, eventually you get Great Balls, which are a little better, you get Ultra Balls, and I'm sure there's one at least master ball later mm -hmm. in the game. Mm -hmm. Haven't got there yet. Uh, but obviously the better ball, the easier the Pokemon is to catch. So you, there's a ring around the Pokemon that shrinks. You have to time it like Pokemon Go, throwing it when the ring is smaller. That's considered a better catch for I some reason. I never got that. Yeah, I never understood. I think it's just how, like how it how makes it you time. I never I understood how I think how it's just works. a timing thing. It's a So it, the ring has to be small. Yeah. Otherwise, you could just like you'd throw it at it and, I mean... The difficulty is never. I don't know. It's just part of the game. Interesting. Yeah, uh, it's 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 fun. It's entertaining. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let my assistant come in here for a moment. I gotta go take. Yeah. A, uh, I gotta take a, a, a rest. Um. Oh, hey guys. Uh, it's just. It's Connor from the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, this guy asked me if I would fill in for him for a moment talking about Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you, I know exactly where you were in that conversation. Dude, it's, that's so crazy. that The other guy just left and immediately ran to the bathroom, and he's blowing it up. Yeah. Like, I, it is loud. Like, I can smell it. I know you guys can hear it on the other end, but I can smell it on this end. And, and you, I, I mean, maybe it's just coming in through the, the headphones on us, but he's shrieking. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's horrifying over here, but I'll try to power through. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, the difficulty does ramp up on catching Pokemon. I think the lower the level and the, I think, l probably less rare, less powerful the Pokemon, usually they're easier to catch. The ring that shrinks around them when you're trying to catch them changes colors. So if it's easy, it's going to be green or yellow. Mm. If it's medium, it's orange. And if they're difficult to catch, it's red. So you could waste a ton of balls on one and right. not catch it. Um, and some of them, like some of them are stationary, some of them move around and it's kind of a challenge, but the motion controls are pretty good. Is there a non-motion control option? Yes. When you play handheld, you, uh, it uses the gyroscope. So, so like it's still you, motion. You still, aim, you still yeah. can kind of aim a little bit. If you need to, you just press the button though. 
and then it throws it. So it's honestly way easier. And sometimes the motion controls can be a little frustrating, but they're usually pretty good. Yeah. So um, no, that's how, so that's how that catching works. So, so when you go into like a cave, for example, like you immediately see like, oh, that's the Porygon I don't have. Yeah, like you'll walk into an environment that whether it's usually an area that had like a cave or like a grassy area where like Pokemon will appear out of that, mm. then they'll just start running around. So when you first enter an area, there you probably won't see any on screen. But then seconds later, they're like basically spawning and uh-huh. just like moving across. And then you just can choose the ones you run into. So 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 say you're in an area where you know you need to find like so. So here was the thing with like random encounters, yeah. right? Is that like in the very first right when you get out of uh, Pallet Town? You know, you have an ability. You have a chance to catch a Pikachu yeah. in that in that area, Brilliant right? In forest, right? So, but the only way you could obviously get him is by a random encounter, which was very rare. So you just kept running and running uh, and running until you finally found a Pikachu. After like twenty five, so Caterpies and Weedles, exactly. So, like, how does that work in this game? Like, is it just like you just wait until one appears on screen? Do you exit the area, come back a bunch of times? Like, well, uh, so, uh. Here's what I think, because I have not been hunting specific Pokemon. Uh So it's not like, normally when I would play through like a Kanto playthrough on like Fire Red or just the old Red and Blue, I would, or the games I was familiar with, um, you know what environments these guys are in, Mm -hmm. what routes and stuff, so you can hunt them. I haven't been looking for like the Abra on like by Cerulean City or the Pikachu and Viridian Forest to have for my team. I've just been kind of going through it and catching what I find, but... Every time I see one that I know I don't have, it's exciting. And you run over to it, and you and you encounter it, and hopefully it, it they do run away too. Yeah. So like you have to be Hurry. a little skilled in how you catch them and right. like what you use. Yeah. <coughs> um. Does anyone have? Yeah. Real quick, did you did you go Pikachu or Eevee? Did I say? went Pikachu. Pikachu. And I did not. <clears throat> I did not plan to buy this game. I was I like Pokemon a lot. I was like, I'll get the mainline one on Switch. I played most of them, haven't played all of them, but I love uh, Kanto and Johto, the first two generations and regions. Um, but I wasn't planning on getting it. And then last Saturday night, before I like left and I knew I could play it the next day, mm-hmm. I went to the eShop and I bought Let's Go Pikachu <laughs> and I caved. I was I had friends who were like, it's gr-, like Matt Apodaca and Jake Sprague. Shouts to Jeez. our boys. <laughs> they both Those pitched me on it. Those are some name drops. They, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, they pitched me on it, and I was, and then I would watch more reviews where people were like, "This is a lot better than I thought," and it has far exceeded my expectations. That's There's awesome. So much I could talk about. I love thinking about Jake Sprague playing Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> He's, I, you can, you know, how you can, you can like look at your friends' profiles and check their hours well we became switch friends this week because i got mm-hmm. the game and i was like oh i wonder what jake's been playing or like how much time he's put into this game and i want to say it was like uh not to throw you under the bus jake who will definitely listen to this episode yeah but it was like 30 something hours oh great and yeah. well, i was like 35 and i was like is he busy dude he's uh, badass yeah. he he streamed nino cooney too i think in all of its entirety wow <laughs> on twitch <laughs> but uh they sold me on it yeah uh and i did it um I'm so happy. Does, uh, hmm. Okay. Here's a question. Somebody pointed out that, uh, there's like, there's a darkness to Pokemon that we all, uh, that I really love, right? That it is a, this bright, colorful, bubbly 
kind of kids game that does have this like weird sort of dark atmosphere to it. Like there's an edge to it. For first of all, the Pokemon descriptions alone are enough to like <laughs> like start a hundred creepy pastas. Uh, if you watch the anime, like like someone brought up like the trees in the anime and mm-hmm. just like there's like darkness and shadow to them. This game looks very bubblegum. Like it looks very bright, mm-hmm. like candy. Uh, does that bother you at all? Or is it just a different experience? It So it absolutely is a different experience. Even though I am thoroughly enjoying it, I this is like, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying this type of playthrough of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so it's a different experience and I get that. But it does seem like they are bubblegumming a little bit. Yeah. However, what you were just speaking on is like the edge and the darkness to Pokemon and like the some of the stuff that pops up that maybe you don't. Well, think like the about, trailer for Detective Pikachu, for yeah. example, is a good example. Is is a great example of like, oh yeah, that's that's sort of what Pokemon it's is. It's, it's very cute and cool, but yeah. also like weird, like it's sinister in some well, ways. Here's here's my question: Is Pokemon bringing anything to the table to inspire that, or it almost feels like the internet has grabbed a hold of it because of the thing the internet loves so much? If you've played through, I, it's it's Pokemon first inspiring the internet. Mm. right like yeah. uh for example like cubone is a pokemon who is like a little like dog on, that's standing up who is wearing a, a skeleton's like as a mask like a, mm. a skull his as mother's a mother's it's his mother's skull like in the description of the of the pokemon what? there's ghost type pokemon which are all like uh, pretty weird, especially when you go to what's the ghost town in uh, Lavender Town. Lavender Town. the The score for that town alone is very oh, chilling. I just replayed through that, and yeah, it's great. Is it good in Let's Go? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's less. It's less creepy. Those I you we for, I think Red and Blue are pretty creepy. Yeah. Now when you when you really think about it, this is bubblegummed. But uh, like we like you said, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you should uh, coin that phrase bubblegummed. Uh, but yeah, the, the creepiness is still there. Uh, for sure, and it is still a there. little more so in lavender in the in the tower. They like lean into it a little bit, but it's still a lot of the darkness that you're talking about. The edginess has been the thing that has actually grabbed my attention. One of the most the, the, the biggest things in this game. Interesting, which is weird because it is so polished and happy and like Disney animation looking. Yeah, uh, those things still really because they stick, stick out. out. They stick I out, bet. Yeah, or maybe it just because it could just be like this playthrough of the game where I'm at right now and what I'm thinking about. But I was thinking of stuff like it's crazy that like two less than two badges into the game, you meet a guy who <clears throat> accidentally fused himself with a Pokemon. And the fly then it, style? Bill. Yeah, Dude, exactly. I watched that over Halloween. That movie's good and like very good. The fly, David Cronenberg's The Fly is amazing. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Sorry, keep going. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there's just a lot like Bill basically being a, turned into a Pokemon and like fused with one is kind of crazy. There's the Team Rocket like capturing Pokemon and doing uh, and rituals. Like, yeah, and then like the Cinnabar Island stuff with all the like the labs and doing oh, experiments yeah. is kind of. I feel like it does not get it kind of gets ignored because you're a kid in this game. Yeah. You're not. If you were an adult, you might be like, oh, that's a little more fucked up than I thought, but. Dude, Team Rocket is totally fucked up. They are. They're doing some fucked up Which shit. Funny because with Jesse- some pokies. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Okay. It, anyone have any other questions about Let's Go? Hearn just if super disinterested, yeah. hates Pokemon Fuck so fun. much. Pokemon. <laughs> uh, you're not a Pokemon fan? 
No, I am. I'm just also not contributing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you? Will you? Will you be playing Let's Go? Probably not. No. Yeah. I didn't play much of Go on the mm-hmm. phone, and yeah, I'm just. I actually haven't played a legit Pokemon game in a while either. I haven't kept up with it. Honestly, guys, I rec. If you guys like Pokemon at all, mm-hmm. and you like Red and Blue and Yellow, I recommend this game. Red and Blue are my yeah. favorites. Oh man, this I, is like the best yeah. way to. Red, blue, there's one. Beat. Can I say? I want to say one thing about this game yeah. that mm-hmm. I thought about. Oh yeah, on my way over here. Um, uh, this so this game surprised me in being this much fun and this good and still competitive and not like I thought it was gonna be a cakewalk. It's easy early on. It gets difficult quick. And now I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go like catch more Pokemon to level up. Um, I didn't expect to like it, but I love it, and it's a great... And I also just repl- mean replaying those HD remasters of Zelda. I'm like, wow, I am a big sucker for just a repackaged new reason to play a game. Like doing right. Master Quest on Ocarina was like I was playing through it, not for the first time, but it was so refreshing. Same thing with this. Yeah. So if you like those, it's refreshing in that way. I might I might pick it up. I, I think you're you're doing a great job of convincing mm-hmm. me. Anyone else here? Uh, no. <laughs> I have a bunch of li- like, Jeremy. I'll share my bullet points with you later. Like the ways this game is Im- been improved on. Because and, and, and uh, Connor, you did a great job of selling. Thank it. you so much. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I can't remember if I've talked about this on I feel the like podcast. Like I'm getting a no one Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the show before, but like I missed out on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I switched high schools between ninth and tenth grade. Rough time. Ninth grade friends not into Pokemon yet. Tenth grade friends already over Pokemon. So yeah. I fell in a gap. And so Pokemon I tried X and Y, I think. Okay. And worked really hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was diligent. Yeah. Because I want to love it mm-hmm. and it it didn't stick. That's reasonable. And this, my friends, was Pokey Talk with Connor McCabe. And DJ Shiny. Kuna. I want to be the best ever And now unfortunately we have to listen to the entire song. alright. Now let's get into our uh, our next and final segment of the show. Um so basically just to give all of those video games a comedy show listeners out there a little uh, a little peek into the next uh, the next few coming up shows. Uh, next week we will be talking solely about Smash. It'll be a Smash exclusive episode, uh, and then we are going to in the month of December we are going to do our Game of the Year episodes. We're going to do two back to back Game of the Year episodes, um, and that'll be basically uh video games, a comedy show, uh, Zoo Tycoon people pulling together all of their votes for the year, and then in a, like a round robin elimination style type, we're going to. Uh, sort of have a I'll, I'll come up with the game that we'll be playing but remember this is a comedy show so if a game like uh i don't know uh something shitty gets on the list for the, one of the tops Dare we say 76 yeah if fallout 76 gets on uh, the top uh just remember that this is um we we are we are as trying to get our our, our favorite games on as much as we're trying to get other people's favorite games off <laughs> so Feels like we're asking for mercy right now. <laughs> you don't like our list? Here's the thought process. Oh no no no! I just I just I just know that like for every Red Dead Redemption two that'll be on there, there'll definitely be like a Conan the Barbarian or something wild. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But this episode, I really wanted to take some time 
it almost gives like some honorable mentions to a bunch of games that we've enjoyed this year and that we will be trying to finish before the end of the year is over. But um, again, these are games that we maybe didn't get around to because other good games kind of got in the way of that. Um, so if anybody has anyone that they want to start with, they're more than welcome to. If not, I can start. Who wants to go? Anybody? I'll go. Go. Michael McCuller. Uh, <laughs> is this a spelling bee? <laughs> and here I am. Uh, one game that I've been kind of hearing a lot about that it sounds like a lot of people really love that I missed out on and is not necessarily my type of game lately, but I might go pick it up. I'm thinking about this Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hey, I was talking about that the other week. I, me and you both, bud. I was thinking about that game. It's like people love it so much. Yeah. I tried. I loved Assassin's Creed 1, actually, which like nobody liked. That's crazy. That to me was like the perfect open world game because there were like four different things you could do and I didn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. But like Assassin's Creed 2 was like a little too much for me. Mm. There's a lot going on. And so I've tried. I've like checked in with Assassin's Creed throughout the years. But like people love Assassin's Creed Odyssey so much. And I don't know. I want to get in on it. I never thought I would ever play it because when I say Odyssey, I think of my favorite game of all time, Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Does it feel like you're cheating? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody at GameStop asking, like, uh, <laughs> which Odyssey's better? <laughs> uh, sir? <Yeah. laughs> Excuse me, sir, which Odyssey do you like better? I'd like <laughs> to go on an epic quest of magnificent proportions. Choose. <laughs> um,. So yeah, I'm hoping to get to Assassin's Creed Odyssey this next. Is month. that that's a and I should know this mm-hmm. being on a uh, video game comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a new Assassin's Creed game. Yep. Yeah, that's, okay. most, that's this year's cool. Assassin's. They Creed. They should have called it Assassin's Creed Iliad. Yeah, no, they almost did. <laughs> they almost did. Uh-huh. You promise? They uh, should have called it Assassin's Creed Ulysses. Ulysses, yeah. Uh, Hearn. All right, got, got a game. I actually did got one. Um, I've been I bought it back when it came out in about April, and it's been kind of I, the metaphor I've been using has been like it's like a chess game under a glass case that I keep pulling off every now and then. Mm. Oh, nice! And putting that for the like leftovers that. metaphor, I'll turn that into a giant turkey carcass under a glass case. And <laughs> you, keep, the you keep moving yeah. pieces yeah. around it. <laughs> really, I'll get this turkey figured out one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But and it's less because of you were saying because there were other games. There are plenty of other games in the way, but it's more because of like difficulty in figuring it out. Because it's kind of elusive. It's called BattleTech. Are you guys oh, familiar with no. it? It's a PC strategy game. It's kind of Ed's Tommy, but it's also uh, very like mechanical. You're creating and constructing these custom robots and arming them with weapons and going into random missions. And it's always a different like situation, so you don't know if you're prepared for it right. And then sometimes it's also just figuring out like the ups and downs of it. Like I realize like what weapons suck and what weapons don't. Do you what, play as the robots? You play it like you're kind of ed's timing it. You have it. a team of four mm-hmm. and you play as it and you strategize. You move them around on the map and there's kind yeah. of a chess element to it. There's also kind of a like a tactics game yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Okay. a turn-based strategy specifically. Sure. And there's like different elements to it too. Like you can run and like there's like dodging elements to it. So like the faster you are, like you can dodge other people's attacks differently. So sometimes you want to like run up to them and attack them or sometimes you want to hang back and snipe them. And That's great. The tricky part of it is just all the... There's so many different 
factors of it of you don't know what's coming you don't know if you customize it right you can choose different pilots for different mets and they have different abilities so it really is just this big giant puzzle that i keep coming over to and rearranging and sometimes what are you playing it on it's pc okay nice yeah and uh so i'm hoping like i can i got about 50 hours in and i'm still relatively I don't know how far I am, but it's like it gives you like a difficulty uh, gauge on each of the missions, and the highest I've beaten is like three out of five. Okay. So Dang. I assume if they're doing it right, that the very last mission ought to be like a five out of five. Are you? Um, is this one of those games that you almost kind of feel like it's designed in a way where you can pick it up, put it down? It it does. It's not. It, it's not like a story where it's demanding you to return to it to finish me. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's and it, it can be just you could in theory just sit around and play all the random missions and not worry about the story stuff too much and yeah. keep gaming it a little bit. But yeah, there is a quick way to pick up, pick down. It's not as like uh, demanding of a hub. Like you have a ship that you can upgrade, but it doesn't get too complicated with sure. upgrading it. I think just the main thing of it is just like when you're in the battles, it's like playing with the elements and figuring out for yourself what you like best. And yeah. that's where I'm getting at it with. Nice. Yeah, I'm finding that I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven. It's a lot like that too, where it's such a, there, there is a story there, but it's such a chill vibe going into that and it is very like i'm setting up my characters to go battle this thing and it's like it's like i can play that for an hour or two a night yeah and i'm and i feel totally fine with that it is not i I do not need to finish that game anytime soon but yeah Yeah, that's great connor do you have a do you have a game that you're uh kind of yeah the i i really love this first off jeremy i love this topic i think this is a great topic (laughs) i think it's really great um, yeah, for me, which I hadn't thought about it till you said something, which is going to be hard for me to play anything that's not Pokemon Let's Go and Smash right. the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, but I got this game. I pre-ordered this game and got it the day it came out. I loved it. I But it, I kind of think I hit a wall at it like 50 hours in was Octopath, Octopath Traveler. Traveler. That's one of mine. I yeah. love yeah. that game. I really loved it. And I feel like I'm like maybe three-fifths of the way through the story for all eight characters, but I was really taking my time, so it slowed sure. it down. I think I slowed it down too much. Me too. I don't know what the balance Hearn, is. Hearn, did you beat Octopath? I have not, actually. I'm still kind of 20 hours in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you get the game, Mikey? I didn't. Um, I my friends I, in ninth grade were not into RPGs. Tenth <laughs> <laughs> grade. I, I fucking love Octopath, and I'm very far into the game. Okay. I, it would be nice to finish it. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we can, like... Each other's accountability partners on Octopath. Yeah. I would, Hearn, lo- I would love that. Too not far into it enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably, yeah. I'll just catch. Hearn it. revisit it next year. Yeah, yeah. I will. Guys, I'm I'm pretty far into Symphony of the Night, and I'd like to beat that for the first yeah. time. I I know that sounds b- bananas, but yeah, I'm like I'm I I I'm loving it. Obviously, it's like one of the greatest games ever made. I've never beaten it before, hmm. so. Yeah, it's one of these things like it'd be nice to go into 2019 having Symphony of the Night. Mm. Finally checked something substantial off your list. <laughs> the ball's dropping in life. and you're slashing um, no one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The ball's dropping while I'm <laughs> slashing Dracula a new one. That's how I That's Castlevania. That's <laughs> Castlevania, dude. Um yeah, it'd be cool to it'd be cool to finish that. I was I, w- I was trying to beat Super Metroid, Link to the Past, and mm. Symphony of the Night all this year. Because I, I hadn't finished any of them before. I finished Link to the Past. It would be nice to finish. I'm not going to finish Super Metroid. 
I'm just not far enough into it. You can look up a speed run. I could do that. See but I, how to do it. But I did Very want, fast. I did want to beat it like legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that game takes as long as it seems. Sure. It doesn't? Because it seems like it takes a million years. I mean, it, it's like, I feel like the first time I played through it was like over a weekend. Hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Then if that's the case, then I'm more, I might, I'm more attracted. Suddenly I'm more attracted to the prospect of it. Uh, yeah. One other game I did realize, um, just as I'm listening to a bunch of Resident Evil podcasts, I never played Resident Evil Zero. So I'm doing this bullshit thing where I'm just like, Capcom, why don't you just make me a new Resident Evil? And there is a Resident Evil out there. Yeah. Mikey misses the Halloween episodes. Yeah. I do. (laughs) That was my time. Uh, Are you going to get it? I uh, actually just bought it before this podcast. For Switch? No, it's not out on Switch yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I take it back. I bought Xbox Game Pass, which gives it to you Mm. for free. Okay. Have Have you started it yet? No. Not so, I played it like I got it the first day it came out originally. Yeah, and I ne- I remember getting to the end boss and yeah. never beating it. It's weird, you know. There's all these like games like I obviously like really want to play, and one of uh, and like and like I think about playing all the time that I'm just you know we'll see if I get around to it or not. But one of those games is Resident Evil Three. Like I've never played that game. I don't even know what that game looks like. I mean, I know it looks like the other two <laughs> games on the PlayStation, but I would like to like actually see like. What is the nemesis feature like in the oh, game? Like, God. how does it like? What is that? What is that? St- I know what the story is because we did a podcast about it, and I've read about it a lot. But like, how does it actually look? You know, Same- it's it's legitimately still to this day. I think one of the scariest features people in a video game. people like, love so Resident good. Evil 3 you know it's sort of like that I have the same thing with like Peace Walker where it's like mm. it's like oh, I think I've read what the story is but it's like but what does it look like to yeah. actually see it. I watched Peace Walker the movie on YouTube. Yeah. Somebody like cut it together just so I could <laughs> understand the narrative. Right. And it made me cry. Aw. I Aww. love Metal Gear. It's pretty good. Hearn, what do you got? Some more? Yeah. Um, well, I do actually. Uh, <laughs> this kind of fits on the same of like completing older games. Well, a little bit not older, but like completing games to completely to absolute 100% completion. I haven't oh. done that in quite some time. I think a lot of it is like, yeah, there's so many other games. I got a budget. I got sure. time to be doing other stuff. Um, one game I really loved this year was Celeste. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can beat the main story in, like, five hours. It's not that long, but the harder parts are the B-sides and the C-sides, which really test your metal as a platformer. Yeah. And I specifically have, because you can quit and save and still be in the level, I'm specifically on a C-side that I have, like, four hours on the timer running. And oh, like wow. Of that because I keep going back to it mm-hmm. and keep dying at it because it's a very specific, uh, very pinpoint, you have to jump through this. <sighs> maze of like spites without falling dude and connor have you played celeste yeah i dude, love that, that game, game fucking rules that was like the first game i think michael and i bonded over yeah, it was like sure we both realized we were playing celeste do we all agree that celeste is gonna be it's got it's gonna be on our list oh yeah it's oh, it's yeah, gonna be on our sure. list I, mm-hmm. I i don't know if there's a single person who is on has that been on the show who's wouldn't vote for celeste that that was a leftover game for me that this year i finished like i mm. got it right when it came out and i got stuck somewhere and i just like a month ago decided i need to sit down and finish it oh it's, hell yeah and i started over and it's it's so good oh yeah it's great the uh, celeste is like one of the highlights of the year and it came out so early in the year yeah. too um, yeah don't sleep on celeste don't sleep on it um, yeah, I feel like the Switch is the king console right now for games that like like I have a ton of games I haven't played on my PlayStation, but it's the Switch ones are the ones that really like 
break my heart that I haven't gotten around mm-hmm. to. Like Golf Story. Yeah. I have it on my Switch, and it, it's just like, oh, it looks so good. I, I want to play mm-hmm. it so bad. Uh, Stardew Valley. You know, games like that. Like, you know, these they're kind of like long, breathy games that take a while but are so relaxing, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, like, need to jump in. Um, and, and, and part of it is stop buying new games that look shiny in the moment, right? Like this Wonder Boy game was like oh this is half off right now it always looks so good i'm gonna play it and then yeah it's of course i love it. it's beautiful hand drawn it's got like a cuphead like score to it Whoa. like the soundtrack's very like uh almost old ragtimey and it's like and but like but like yeah now i'm like four hours into it i'm like okay so am i gonna beat this like what am i doing right now you know what i mean you know that feeling what but am you're I doing? like in a relationship it's like are we getting married are we getting married yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. That's why I've spent so long talking to my therapist this week about <laughs> Wonder Boy <and> the Dragon <laughs> King. <laughs> Wonder Boy the Dragon King. Uh, McCabe, you got any more? Got any more that um, you're, you're sleeping on? Can I add, uh, like, maybe it's, I'm eating Thanksgiving leftovers, but I also, there's some items at the store that I meant to buy for Thanksgiving. Yes, that you, yeah, you wanted to get that stuffing, but you forgot yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I still want to play and will get by the end of the year Mario Party. Okay, very cool. Uh, do you have it? No, but I played uh, a few rounds of it. Mm-hmm. And very it's cool. It's a goddamn. Delight. I played two yeah. recent, like a uh, a few weeks ago with a few friends, and it was a great time. But I was yeah. also like, I want to play the new version. Yeah, so you, that's wait, you played Mario Party two. Yeah, very cool. That's the one on the N sixty four. I'll I'll convince people every so often to play, and I'm always so happy. And I always lose, but it's yeah. fun. Do you have an N sixty four at your house yeah. that you played I, Mario Party two on? Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. Um, I have all of the consoles at my apartment, except I do not have my NES, which is mm. at my parents' house, and I never have owned a Super Nintendo. Whoa. I really need to get an SNES Classic because you know I love you can Super find Nintendo. packages online that'll sell you like here. Here's uh, SNES two controllers and Link to the Past for 150 bucks. Yeah, so that's a good. I'll get. I, I'm gonna get. Yeah. I want to get an SNES Mini. Oh yeah, I meant do to do that. it last year, but it like yeah. so I oh, couldn't. Get sorry, one. definitely do that. Yeah. Don't do the thing I just said, <laughs> where you have to buy cartridges yeah. on eBay. <laughs> do the thing where you can just load them all on there. Uh, that's great, McCall. Got any? Uh, got any more? I know you. You have to have a ton have on your so switch many. that are just like little tumors growing in your brain <laughs> <laughs> that will kill you one day. Uh, Steam World Dig Two. Oh. Was that a launch day title? It like, it wasn't, it, but it was super early. It was like it was early I think the Switch. month of. That was yeah. one of the first like games that everybody was talking about. It's like one of those little indies, and it's a Metroidvania, which is my favorite genre. It's yeah. all I want to do, and it's just like I literally bought it and played ten minutes yeah. and just left it be. I gotta play that game. Yeah. Um, but there's gonna be a Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's the problem. It feels like wait. it's it's. Uh, a guy in my lift line on the way over here was scrolling through his Facebook feed and stopped on watching a Smash Brothers like ad and just stayed there and I was just like good <laughs> from the back seat. <laughs> can so I good. can I tell you when uh, Smash Brothers on the 3DS came out? I was like taking the bus mm-hmm. and I was playing it and some kid next to me was also playing it and I was like, dude, you want to like link up and play? It? And he's like, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what? that was literally Jerk. that was an ad on the 3DS was people on a bus playing <laughs> was each other. It? What a jerk. That That's kid's rough. not a true smasher. No. He probably sucked is why yeah. he's afraid yeah. of getting smashed well, up. Well, he knew that eventually I would complain about him using Marth. There's ads on ESPN. 
there's doing like a TNT stream Thursday night for some tournament. <laughs> yeah. Smash, wow. Smash, is, Smash is all over. It's going to consume it's us. Happening. Yeah. And, you know, um, of course, when the game comes out, uh, me and uh, my arch nemesis at Smash, Ari Grab, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> barely friend of the show, I would say at this point, uh, really, uh, uh, he thinks that he's, he for some reason, he has it in his head that he's like only beat me at that and i've never beat him but really it's the other way around and it's so crazy <laughs> uh. it's so crazy that he thinks that he's very good at that game when he's actually trash at it and mm. i've only ever stomped him and will continue to stomp him as long as i live i gotta believe oh poor, um, poor one out for ari tonight <laughs> poor one out for ari uh so yeah um i guess that's that'll do it for our leftovers we got one email here and then we'll probably wrap up um Dear Zoo Tycoon crew, with the recent release of Red Dead Online and Fallout 76, both games that some people have expressed they don't want multiplayer for, what is a game, knowing very well that most people here don't play a lot of multiplayer games, what is a game that is a single player game that you think would really work in a multiplayer way and that you would actually play. And that is from Waluigi. <laughs> I wonder if it was so mean at the end there. <laughs> that guy. Also, uh. I, I have nothing written down. I just, <laughs> I just made that whole question up. I didn't even. It's a good question. Well behind the curtain. It's a great question. Well behind the curtain. <laughs> um, I guess um, I'll start. Uh, I I would love a uh, a Pokemon oh. massive multiplayer game oh, MMO. Yeah. I would play the fuck out of that. Um, that would be cool. Just even in this game, I was thinking about it, just to see if your other friends are playing the game. You can see where they are in your map, and you can yeah. see their like little character model rock or the avatar rocking walking yeah. around. That it, would be um, that would be yes. enough. If it was as now. big as like War- World of Warcraft, yeah. that kind of like landscape was just huge, mm-hmm. and you could like go between the different regions, like, um, like you know, you could go to Kanto or uh, Johto or whatever they're all Pig called. Pigskin, <laughs> pigskin. You could go to you could go to uh, uh, the Hamptons. Uh, you could go to uh, Family's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You go to, you go to Toronto, and you know just find all of the Pokemon there. Cyclone Town. <laughs> you, These aren't far you off. You could go at this to. Point. You could go to Tucson. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be amazing. And and if it worked, like it actually worked, like it, um, even if it had like that graphics from Pokemon Let's Go, I mm-hmm. think that would be cool. Like I would I would still dig on that. Like just being able to run around, see Pokemon in the wild, see other people just having a blast trying to catch them. <laughs> Uh, let's go. Let's go the other way around, Connor. Uh, I think I might just be thinking of this game because we were just talking about it a lot. But what if there was sort of like a race through a level mode for Celeste? Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Not, and you wouldn't bounce off each other. You might just pass through yes. each other. But mm-hmm. I guess it's just like a speed run game. Yeah. But that uh, would be that could be fun. Do they have a That's game awesome. like that? I don't know. I was thinking like the Rayman games might have like the newer ones does have like uh like daily challenges that you kind of wait or point over ghosts. I don't right. know if they do it simultaneously though. How cool would that be though yeah. if they did? Especially with Celeste like uh That's a great idea. How you play Celeste, like the gameplay mechanics of that one, like that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's an idea. Yeah. 
This question's hard because I don't play game. I specifically won't play multiplayer only games. Refuse. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hearn? Refuse. Um, yeah, I was thinking a little bit about this because, like, uh, me and my girlfriend have occasionally played, like, on the Nintendo Switch, uh, River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the idea of those kind of, like, 2D brawler, like, punching games with, like, an online thing, which they kind of try to do, I think, a little bit occasionally. Like, there was... I think you can play right. that game specifically yeah. online to yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, and I like the idea of that. I also like the idea of trying to apply that to, like, because I don't think they do it with, like, 3D brawler games. Like, I was thinking, like, way back when with, like, well, God Hand would be probably obtuse an example, but, like, stuff like uh, Bouncer or even, like, you know, like, those type of games, but with the mechanics of, like, a massive, well, not massive, but multiplayer online game. Yeah. Where you and a couple guys can just run around this 3D room and beat up people. Can you go through Bayonetta with another person? Hmm. I don't, know. I don't know. I haven't played multiplayer. Before. You can go through Pokemon Let's Go with another uh, person. I've heard that, yeah. That's a selling point. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's what I'm thinking. What about, like, Super Metroid? What if it was, mm. like, in the way that, like, it, like, almost captured the flag, but the flag is hidden in rocks? There's, like, power-ups scattered throughout a bunch of maps? Or maybe that's even, like, procedurally generated? Mm-hmm. Where you're forced to explore this new area against somebody, like competitive exploring sounds so cool to me. Like if you are finding power ups and maybe you have to like uh uh you can if you run into your opponent, you can still shoot them and if you have found better power ups, like you're overmatched, but it's because you explored better. Yeah. Like competitive exploring, I don't know if there's anything I've ever seen do that. I, I feel like that's a fun idea. Destiny almost could be something like that. Mm. It is just shooting stuff, but like imagine if that world just had if you just threw puzzles into it, then you had this great first person shooter yeah. with first person Metroid style prime mm-hmm. puzzles. Uh because that game has a really great multiplayer. Like oh yeah. When you're just running around inside Destiny 2 and you just see other people, it feels so natural that they're there. And you just hop over and start shooting that giant slug that's yeah. like in oh, the yeah. world. It's, and it's like their little mission they're doing, but you just help them out for a sec and then go back to your oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. That's a great idea. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up today for Video Games a Comedy Show. Um, does anyone have anything they want to plug? Smash Day. Smash <laughs> Day. December Coming 7th. up next week, December 7th, Smash Day. Um, follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Ocarina of Crime. I'm at Connor underscore McCabe. I'm at Michael C. Hearn. And I'm at Michael McCaller. All right. And uh, what dull Twitter names. I know. Yeah. Wow. Just, <laughs> we're all to, just our yeah, name. Our You're name. at least like a fun video game <laughs> plan, Jeremy. Congrats. <laughs> Mine was fun until like four years ago, and then I changed it. Mm. Nice. Yeah. What was yours? It was my... Uh, handle was I hit like Gwyn, which was referring because I played baseball growing up, uh-huh. and it was referring to I hit like Tony Gwyn, who was famous for uh, n- like never striking out and getting a lot of hits. Wow! Yeah, so that, it, 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 it looked cool, like the letters were cool. That's great. Yeah, but is, now it's is just any, my is name. anybody here on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Awesome, Michael C. Nice. The same Connor underscore <laughs> <laughs> Ari's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>